everybody. This is Carrie and Jeremy Sanders again. Hey, how's it going? We are back today to talk about a new subject. We are going to be talking about suffering and one of those age-old questions that everybody wants to know, why does God allow suffering? Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that today, but first we are going to pray before we delve into God's word. You want me to do it? Okay. Okay. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for this time to come together to talk about you, to include you in this day. We ask that you be present with us, that you speak through us, Lord, that it affects the hearts of all of those who are listening. For this is for your glory, Lord, and not ours. We ask that you be with us, be present and speak forth. We thank you and we love you and we belong only to you. In the name of Jesus the Christ, our Lord and Savior, and the Holy Spirit that we love. Amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. <laughs> I have a, a good I'm excited about this one. This I is know. A, this We're is a having fun subject. talking y'all. <laughs> yeah, this is a big subject, to, uh, a, you know, a big question to tackle that most people have, especially you know, unbelievers or believers that have had bad things happen to them and turned away from God. You know, this this is a big one. Um, it is a big one, and it's it's not the easiest to explain on on our own terms by our own knowledge and our own way. But no, God's but... word is straightforward <laughs> on it. If you ask That's me, right. uh, and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna cover some of that today, and we're gonna work on some of that, and uh, and. In the last episode we had left off, um, I was, I believe I was talking about uh, the fact that we witness a lot of God's miracles and works and see his power and his glory, his manifestation and the Holy Spirit and hear and see in and visions and, and a lot of these things, but it's because we continue to believe and we continue to look for those things and just in hope <laughs> and just waiting at any moment, yeah. you know, for mm-hmm. him to move, which is unbelievable when it happens. Yes. And um, I had was talking about that and I was saying that, you know, if, if you don't believe, if you deny the, his works, if you deny the Holy Spirit, then you're not going to see these things. These things aren't going to happen for you. You're not going to witness them. You're not going to, even be looking for them you're just kind of blind to it they're there they're happening around you but you just won't see it but um to go back to that and to touch on that real quick before we move on we didn't want to leave you guys hanging when we had uh i had said that and that scripture reference to that is in uh first thessalonians and it's first thessalonians uh 5 19 and it is very straightforward and is do not quench the Holy Spirit. By when I say quench, I mean subdue or be unresponsive to the work and guidance of Him. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it even goes on after that. He's He's directing uh, the church of Thessalonica. Yeah. Right. Uh, do not scorn or reject gifts of prophecy or prophecies, which of course come from the Holy Spirit. Yes. Um, he says, but test all these things carefully 
so you can recognize what is good, holding firm to that which is good. Uh, you know, one test that is uh, discernment, that is a, a gift from the Holy Spirit yes. given to us from God the Father, passed down to us for mm -hmm. his works and his purpose. Yes. That's another whole situation, the gifts and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know. Basically, it's just not denying the movement yes. of the Holy Spirit in your life. Right. And I do not deny it. I see it and I wait for it and watch for it. I am with anticipation. Yeah. In fact, I get a little down and, and, and full of a little self-pity whenever a little I don't pouty. see. Yeah, a little pouty <laughs> when I don't see him after a while. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's you gone. Know, he left okay, me. Okay, <laughs> what, what happened? You know, how, how come nobody's talking to me? What's going on? You know, I say nobody. How come the Holy Spirit yeah. isn't speaking to me? And, you know, and sometimes, you know, I'm silent. Sometimes he's so close that you don't know he's there yes. because he's so close. He has his wings, his mighty arms wrapped mm -hmm. around you, and we are in his shadow. Yes. So we cannot see him or hear him because he is that close. Mm -hmm. So, yep. anyways, do uh, you so, have anything to add to that? No, no. I'm ready to dive into this very hard subject about yeah. why does God, why do we suffer? Yeah. And um, I think that you can ask God questions without questioning God, without, what are you doing? Why is this happening to me? You know, you can ask him questions. So um, one of the awesome things is that everything that we're going to talk about today is backed up biblically by his scripture. Right. So this is not our opinion. This is not something that is not what we found already in the Bible to back this up. So we're going to go ahead and dive into this. Jeremy's going to read some out of Romans, and then we're going to discuss that. Yeah. And uh, after this, I'm going to touch just a tiny bit on Job. Mm. Um, I know that's a heartbreaking book to read, and sometimes it's hard for a lot of people to read it. It is. Because it's it looks, you know, it's scary because like, of what God can do. Yeah, what he goes through. And, yeah. Uh, we are is, supposed to be in awe of him and yeah. fear, fear him. But I do want to touch on that just a little bit after I read this. But um, so let me see where I could start on this to kind of get it close to a summary. Um, I'm going to start with uh, up here. And uh, this is Romans 9, 10. And I'm going to start here where he starts talking about Rebecca. And he says, Rebecca conceived twin sons by one man, by our father Isaac. And though the twins were not yet born and had not done anything either good or bad, so that God's purpose, his choice, his election would stand, not because of works done by either child, but because of the plans of him who caused them. It was said to her, the older Esau will serve the younger Jacob. As it is written and forever remains written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. What shall we say then? Is there injustice with God? Certainly not. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. 
So then God's choice is not dependent on human will, nor on human effort, but on God who shows mercy to whomever he chooses. It is his sovereign gift. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, I raised you up for this very purpose to display my power in you. And so that my name would be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whom he wills or he chooses. Mm -hmm. And he hardens the heart of whom he wills or he chooses. Mm -hmm. And Paul goes on to say, you will say to me then, why does he still blame me for sinning? For who, including myself, has ever resisted his will and purpose? And Paul says, on the contrary, who are you, O man, to answer arrogantly back to God who dares to defy him? Will the thing which is former say to him who formed him, why have you made me like this? Does the potter not have the right over the clay to make from the same lump of clay one object for honorable use and another for common use mm. out of that same clay? Yep. We're talking about the vessels now. Yeah. <laughs> and what if God, although willing to show his terrible wrath and to make his power known, has tolerated with great patience the object of his wrath, which are prepared for destruction. And what if he has done so to make known the riches of his glory to the object of his mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory? Now, I realize that's now I'm, I'm stopping it right there because that is a whole lot to chew on. Mm -hmm. um, if you were willing to delve off in it, it is straightforward if you. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the mystery of it to you. Now, these are two sons coming from the same mother. Right. With two completely different purposes. You're talking about Jacob and Esau. Yeah. Yeah. I am. According to God's will, um, God's decision, yeah. and how he wanted to use them as vessels for his purpose, God's purpose. Right. Not anyone else's. Yeah. And, we, you know, when he said, Jacob, I love. He was saying, I chose, I protected, and I blessed. And Esau, when he says he's, he hated him, mm -hmm. means he held in disregard compared to Jacob. He didn't hate him he, in that way, I don't believe. I, I believe, you know. It's a hard word. It's a, it's a hard <laughs> word, hate is. It's a hard word. But what we, how we describe hate as is, is humans, is, I believe, is different than I don't know. I don't really know how to I know. That's, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a hard one. And this know, whole it, subject is a hard subject to tackle. But that scripture goes to show you that God's will and purpose for each one of our lives is according to his right. will, not ours. Right. You know, and as we were talking about this earlier, God showed me this man who has no arms and no legs. And I remember seeing him before, but I didn't know his name. So I looked him up and his name is Nick Vujicic, something along those lines. I'm probably saying it wrong, but I looked him up. I listened to a little bit of what he had to say 
And I was so thankful that God showed that to me because it was a scripture that we needed for this. And it sums up a lot of the questions that people have. And it, it is in John 9, 3. This man, Nick, he was born with no arms and no legs. And he didn't, growing up, that was, I can't even imagine. I can't not even imagine. But God had shown him his purpose. And this, his purpose was for God. And that is what he does. As he goes around, he travels around and he speaks about God and how God has used him for his purpose. And it's awesome, his outlook and everything. So I'm going to read to you from John 9, 3. And it's in the section of the Bible about where Jesus heals a man who was born blind. And so I'm going to back up a little bit. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been born blind. His disciples asked him, teacher, whose sin caused him to be born blind? Was it his own or his parents' sin? And Jesus answered, his blindness has nothing to do with his sins or his parents' sins. He is blind so that God's power might be seen at work in him. And that scripture is so powerful. And it shows us that God will allow suffering on our part so that he can be shown glorious through that suffering. In this instance, Jesus heals this man of blindness. And I feel like he needed to do that in front of people because you know how he would show his miracles. He would show miracles. So people would believe that he was the Messiah. He couldn't just walk in there and say, I'm the Messiah. He kind of had to prove it. Yeah. And well, according to their laws too, that's what they believe though, that you're, that if something like that was happening, if you were born blind or something, it was because your parents sinned mm -hmm. or because one of your, one of your parents or somebody down your line of descendants sinned and it was a curse. It was upon you, but they were, of course, living under the law of Moses and not accepting Christ. They were under, under a curse. Yeah, it was called the curse, which was, you know, referred to in, as the cross. Everyone that hangs on the cross is cursed, or cursed is everyone that hangs on the cross. Yeah. I believe it says. And then, so, you know. Well, back, speaking of that, back in, in the law of Moses, when you accept Jesus into your life, you receive the Holy Spirit and all of that, the curse, the law of Moses, all that stuff does not apply to you anymore. If you do not accept Jesus into your heart, you are still under God's curse. You're still living under, you're still living with sin. You, you are, you are, you, you, you have not accepted from, the, the sacrifice yeah. of Jesus. So therefore you are still under God's yeah. curse. And if you go back into Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 28, it starts talking about the blessings of obedience, and then it goes into the consequences of disobedience. And let me tell you, that is some harsh stuff. You don't want to be in that because he brought on disaster. He brought on famine. He brought on all of these mm -hmm. things because people didn't turn to him because yeah. they disobeyed him. Mm -hmm. They broke commandments by indulging in idolatry, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, so yeah. It, <laughs> Like you were saying, you know, that they all, they all had these, they, they followed the law of Moses, even to this time when Christ was there, mm -hmm. offering them a new covenant, you know, 
Yeah. And basically, you know, if you can't be forgiven if you're still living under, if you have not accepted Christ and accepted his free gift of salvation, his free gift, God's free gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. through his blood that he shed for us on the cross. If you cannot accept that, it says the wages of sin are death. Mm -hmm. You were, you, that's it. You don't want to go know, that way. <laughs> and you were under that curse still because there is, when you were still, when you haven't accepted Christ, you are, there is no priest to mediate on your behalf. There is no one to take your sacrifice like they did back in the days because you were still living under the law of Moses in this way. You had to sacrifice. You had to atone for your sins. You mm -hmm. had all these different things that they that they did and they performed. And, you know, even the pagans, they sacrificed for all their many gods that they had. You know, all the Greek ones they all had. They all did sacrifices and different things. But, you know, you can't, there's nothing you can do to get out from underneath that death. Mm -mm. That's why, you know. You have to accept Jesus right. into your heart as your Lord and Savior. There's no other way. He, There's he, not. He says, I am the way. I'm the only way mm -hmm. through me. I'm the only way to the Father. Yep. The way, the truth, I'm, and the I'm, life. Yeah. I'm the only way. Mm -hmm. He didn't say I'm just, you know, I'm one of the ways. Yeah. And I am the only way. Mm. And, you know, and it's true. He is. And, and uh, all you have to do is accept. I know it's so easy. It's a it's a free gift. Yeah, it's a free gift. But while we are here, we are going to suffer. I mean, Jesus suffered. He suffered the ultimate right suffering. He was. He was. He beaten. took that on for us. Yeah. He took every bit of that that suffering on for our sins, for so us. that we could be washed clean. For you that we're talking to right now, that's listening to us. Yes, <laughs> this listening to us right now. He died for you without ever opening his mouth and saying stop or fighting it. He never resisted. He willingly went up on that cross knowing he has legions and legions of angels that could have came down at any moment. He could have called down and asked the Father, said bring those angels. Yeah. And they would have came down and rescued him. But instead, he went to his death knowing that he was going to his death. He went there. He was beaten. He was spit on. He was slapped. He was ridiculed. He was made fun of. He was stripped naked. Mm -hmm. He had a crown of thorns smashed on his head. He was crucified. He was mocked. He was denied by everybody. Yeah. He went through absolute humility. For you. For you. Mm -hmm. God so loved the world. Gave his only son. Yep. And some of the scripture we're talking about today is going to be about physical suffering. And some mm -hmm. of it is about the persecution for our faith. There's a difference between the different kinds of suffering. But as Christians, we're going to suffer. We're going to. He told us we're going to, we're going to suffer. Mm -hmm. One of the scriptures that I love is in First Peter. And it says, be glad about this, even though it may now be necessary for you to be sad. For a while, because of the many kinds of trials you suffer, their purpose is to prove that your faith is genuine. Even gold, 
which can be destroyed, is tested by fire. And so your faith, which is much more precious than gold, must also be tested so that it may endure. Mm. He tests us. It builds he puts us in the fire. We suffer when you're, when you're in a fire, you're suffering. It's hard, it's hot, and you want to get pulled out of there. Mm-hmm. But our awesome God yanks us out right before we he fall watches. apart. Yeah. You remember that, um, the refiner's fire? Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. It is a, it's a little story. It's called the refiner's fire. And it's about a silversmith who is keeps putting it back into the fire, back into the fire, shaping it and molding it and bending it and doing all these things. And this person is asking him, how do you know when, when it's done? How do you know when it's, it's finished and it's perfect? And the silversmith said, when I can see my reflection in it, and it is a likeness to God putting us in the fire and how he refines us and molds us and bends us and breaks us and then builds us. And he does that until he can see his image in us until we are the way that he wanted us to be. So for a while, we are going to suffer. The question today is why does God allow suffering? And the answer is very easy because it is his will to do so. You are not your own. Your body is not yours. Your life, everything about you belongs to God. He owns everything in this world. Surrender your life to him. Accept that he is going to do this. He is going to refine you. He's going to break you. But that is only so he can build you. He is going to break off dead branches on you so that new fruit can grow in its place. And while you are going through this, Be thankful in this process because he loves you so much. It is that he does this for you. Do you have something to say, babe? No, I was just, uh, you know, I was just letting you go. And, and, uh, you know, he he talks about it in Zechariah 13.9. And uh, he talks about refining. And, uh, there we go. Zechariah 13, 9. He said, he says, uh, he's talking about in the beginning at starting at 7, 13, 7, start from there. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd and against the man, my associate, declares the Lord of hosts. Strike the shepherd so that the sheep of the flock may be scattered, and I will turn my hand and stretch it out against the little one. So when he's reading this part right here, strike the shepherd so that the sheep of the flock may be scattered. This is old prophecy uh, of of Jesus Christ being crucified and all his disciples and his followers scattering like they did. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will turn my hand and stretch it out against the little ones of the flock and he will come about in all the land, declares the Lord, two parts in it will be cut off and perish, but the third will be left alive. And I will bring the third part through the fire. Refine them as silver is refined and test them as gold is tested. They will call on my name and I will listen and answer them. I will say they are my people and they will say the Lord is my God. Amen. I mean, that is right there. He is saying it right there. Mm-hmm. You know, this look at right there. First thing, Christ crucified. All the flock is scattered. 
bunch of them perish. And I'm going to take some of y'all. I'm going to take a third of y'all, <laughs> you know. I'm going to refine you. Yep. And we're going to, we're going to get down to business. We're going to, we're going to make y'all strong. But this refining process builds, builds endurance and patience. Mm -hmm. It builds all these things that are required to rule in his kingdom as he said we would. Yes. How are we going to ever rule in his kingdom if we can't even rule in our own house? Mm -hmm. Yes. You exactly. know, how are we ever going to manage anything if we can't even manage ourselves? Yep. So lots of times I believe these things that happen, you know, are for that purpose and for that reason. And you got I agree. Something. Yes, you I do. I do. I want to, <laughs> I want to talk about, um, I, we don't want to tell too much about our book and our story because we want y'all to read it. It's, it's an awesome testimony about what it, God has done for us. But when you do read the book, the call that we have coming out, you're going to see a section called the gift of suffering. You're going to read a lot about my suffering, a lot about how God used me and my body to strengthen Jeremy and Casey's faith. And it's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things that I want to talk to y'all about real fast is that there was this time, this was a while back. It was about last year. It was actually this it time was, last yeah. year because yeah. we were in the choir and yep. all that's going on right now. Yeah, yeah. So this, yes, this, we have come full circle to mm -hmm. my suffering, which is kind of crazy that we picked this topic today to talk about yeah. crazy. Not really. It's all God. Yeah. No coincidence. He teaches us so we can teach others. <laughs> there's no coincidence. No, there's not. Okay. So in the middle of the night, I'm pacing, I'm walking, I'm crying. I am in the midst of suffering and I'm not going to delve too much into that, but I want y'all to, to read about it. But during that time, one of the things that I would do was open my Bible and read and he would show me things and he would answer me through his living word. And I came into the dining room and I sat down where I'm sitting right now and I opened up my Bible and he answered me. And the scripture that I read was, and to keep me from being too elated by the abundance of revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I besought the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. I will all the more gladly boast of my weaknesses that the power of Christ may rest upon me. But also my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. This was a time when I was physically suffering and I wasn't able to sleep either. And you'll read about it and you'll see another one of the parts in Romans where if we share Christ's suffering, we will also share his glory. So when he showed this to me, it was an awesome answer. And it also let me know that he's not going to take this from me right now, but he is going to hold me in it. He may not heal us sometimes, but he will hold us. And we are going to suffer. And I realized after all of that took place that I had to go through that suffering so that I can empathize. I can get down on the ground with other people who are suffering. Mm -hmm. And I can say to them, 
I know what you mean. I know how you feel. And I'm here to tell you that God will be with you in this and he will hold you in this. Mm -hmm. He's not leaving you alone. You have to trust him in the midst of this. This is such an emotional thing for me because it was so hard to go through. But looking back on it now, I am so thankful for that horrible time of suffering because he brought me through it and he showed you and Casey how to lay hands, Mm -hmm. how to have faith Mm -hmm. in the healing of our almighty God. And multiple times, multiple times. Yes. He was doing some training. Oh, multiple times. Yes. But I'm stronger for it. And I'm thankful for that lesson. And I think that's one of the reasons why he does allow us to suffer and takes us to that breaking point. He wants us to turn to him. He wants you to go into your Bible and open it up. Yeah. And yes, he wants you to get on the ground and go to your father. He, that's what he wants from you. Most people would be, you would be absolutely amazed by what will come out of you actually spending time with him truthfully. Mm. And I'm not talking, you know, now I lay my head down to sleep, pray Lord, so I'm not talking about, you know, a, a supper prayer or anything like that. Thank you, Lord, for your food. And bless it. Amen. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking, I'm talking about truly with repentance in your heart, going to him, knowing that he knows everything. He sees all. He knows all. He searches hearts. He searches mind. He created you. There is nowhere you can go to get away from him. There's nothing that you have ever done in your life. I I do not care how bad it is that he does not know about Mm -hmm. and is not willing to forgive you for. But truly go into prayer and truly give him thanks. Truly ask him the hard questions that are in your heart. And ask him to come to your life. Ask him for help. Lean on him and see what he does. The problem is, was people, even when they get to this point, a breaking point, and they do lean on him, as soon as he gives them what they need and restores them, he tur- they turn around and walk away. Mm-hmm. They say, oh, I got what I want. It's like my lambs. Boy, would I, <laughs> golly, them dudes or something else. And I had them as babies. They yell and yell and yell. He feeds them, and then they turn their back yeah. on him. And it's like, dude, I never knew you. Like, I don't know who you are. That bottle's empty, dude. Get away from me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, they want you for a purpose, and then once you give them what they need, yeah. you feed them, they turn away from you, and they yeah. walk off. And, they're, they're, and aren't we just like sheep? We oh, yell yeah. and yell and yell until our God comes to our help, and then when he helps us, we turn our back on yeah. him and walk away. Oh, it's amazing. Owning sheep has opened my eyes. That's why he gave me these sheep. Yeah, probably so. (laughs) And that, but that's why we are referred to as sheep throughout his word. Because, oh my goodness, do we need a shepherd? Yeah, we're ignorant. We're dumb. We'll fall off a cliff. I could tell you stories about (laughs) them too. They're in the book. They're in the book. (laughs) There's something else. They do things that I'm like, what in the world? Mm -hmm. And they are just honestly the funniest things ever. But. Yeah, but we they do. That's that's what mm-hmm. happens. Lots of people when they hit that when they hit that breaking point, they turn down, you know, and they they fall on their knees and they finally ask God. Some of them, some of them some blame of them him. Some of them blame turn him. From some him. of them turn away and they just blame him. They say, you know, which will never make anything better ever. Which just doesn't 
do anything no. for you. And then, uh, you know. He wants you to turn. He wants you yeah. to come to him. He wants you to hit your knees for him. He wants a relationship with you. And that's where prayer is so important. It's the most intimate relationship that I have um, is with God. I love my husband more than anything, but God comes before he does. He comes before everything, my children, my grandchildren, everything. I give him my life. It is his. He knew me before I was even here. He formed me in my mother's womb. I believe everything that the Bible says, and that is exactly what it says. Mm -hmm. Um. Another one of the scriptures that I love is in First Peter. Did you want to say something? No, I didn't want to say something. <laughs> I'm going I'm, I'm laughing because you because I'm over here. Look, if you heard some little clicking noises a minute ago, that is me making some weird clicking noise because I am the biggest fidgeter ever. And that, let, let me just tell y'all. Earlier, when Xander and Zorora were here before they left with Casey, <laughs> Jeremy was like. I need to find something that I can play with while I'm talking on here <laughs> so cute. I don't make noise. And so I sent Xander, I said, Xander, okay, Bupaw needs something to play with, with his hands. That's not loud. Let's put our thinking caps on and look around the house and see what we can find for Bupaw to play with. It isn't loud. And we came up with the clinging cross, which do you even have it right now? Yes, I have it. <laughs> But that hand got free while I was in the midst of talking and I started clicking my fingernails on things. And That's I all right. Y'all, so. I've got a microphone attached yeah. to his hat right now because yeah. <laughs> this uh, man, he's 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 a wiggle pickle. Yeah, and I can't put it on my shirt because my beard covers it. and I, It muffles your sound. Muffles yes. Anyways, yeah, we're getting off. Go ahead well, okay, let me go to First Peter 4.19 is, is another example. It says, those who suffer according to God's will entrust their soul to their faithful creator and continue doing what is right. So you see right there, those who suffer according to God's will, back it up, flip it backwards, God's will to suffer. Mm -hmm. It's his will to do so. Let's talk about Paul for a second. Mm -hmm. Who was the worst of sinners? He was persecuting right. Christians left and right, killing them. Well, God decided you're done, uh, you're mine, and I'm about to use you for my glory and not yours. Mm -hmm. As he's walking, he is struck blind. Yeah. And that didn't just happen out of some sort of sickness. Yeah. The Lord struck him blind. Mm -hmm. He caused him to suffer according to his will because he was about to take this man who had been persecuting people, his people. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, -uh, you're done. I'm taking you and you're going to be blind for a little bit, but then I'm going to use you. And you're yeah. about to be a vessel for me, the most high God. You're, you're not doing this anymore. And his blindness, what, we, we discussed that not too long ago about his blindness and why he was struck. Why we believe he was struck blind. It was because it's because he was he was so engulfed and so focused on persecuting God's people yeah. Christians, he needed a refocus he, needed, he needed to he be needed refocused to be in yes. order to how else i mean what else are you going to do to get somebody's attention stop them yeah. you know i mean god is so creative in how he's going to do <laughs> yeah. things Never you know this this was Ever. a very hard bad man yeah and god 
did what was necessary yeah. to get his attention. Which goes to show you he can use even the worst of them. That takes That's the right. Acts 13, 11. Now look, the hand of the Lord is against you. And for a time you will be blind and unable to see the light of the sun. Immediately mist and darkness came over him and he groped about seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Hmm. For I think it was like three days that three he was days, blind. Yeah. And then it says something like scales fell from his eyes and he was able to see. And let hmm. me tell you, he completely changed his whole life around. God yeah. changed him plucked him out of the sinful life that he was in, set him back into God's purpose. Yeah. And he was so bad that the guy that was sending that that was sent to him, he was like, I'm not. No, I've heard about up. this Paul guy. Yeah, I want nothing to do with him. Yeah, he said, no, you are not me. I'm not going to uh -uh. you're going to go. And you're going to lay your hands on him. Yeah. Sure These are all going. examples of how God mm -hmm. inflicts his people with suffering according to his purpose. So that's just, a, you know, that is an example of, yes. that, you know, that he does. Well, I know people say, you know, oh, God doesn't do that to people. He doesn't, you know, do certain things. He doesn't just go, boom, you're going to have this. Well, yeah. here's a little bit of an example yeah, about yeah, what he, he did does. to Paul. And he went, boom, you're blind. I mean, like back in Job, <laughs> you look at Job and what, you know, mm -hmm. you look in Job, you look at, you look at uh, Peter, like Job, you know, the Satan required to ask to ask God's permission to test Job and test his faith yes. and try to get him to turn his back on God. And, mm -hmm. you know, so he brought all kinds of calamity on Job. Yes, all he did. That's a, such stuff. a hard I mean, book for was, me to even read because I, we are to fear the Lord. We are to, we love him, but we are to fear him and stand in awe of him and what he is capable of. He is love. God is love, but he is also wrath. We cannot provoke him to love us. He gives us that gift freely, but we can provoke him to, in, to anger. Yeah. And, and well, he answers Job back, you know, Job is like, he's to the point is towards, towards the end of the end of the book. And Job was like, I, I, I will, I will put, basically he says, I will put him on trial. I'll put God on trial. I want to, I got questions. I want to ask him mm -hmm. and God answers him back. And, you know, he, he, boy, he just kind of lays it on him. And, you know, he even, you know, when he first starts, he said, you know, then, then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, who is this that darkens counsel, questioning my authority and wisdom by words without knowledge? Now gird up your loins like a man, and I will ask you and you instruct me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you know and have understanding. Who determines the measurements of the earth, if you know? Or who stretches the measuring line on it? And what, what were its foundations fastened? Or who, who laid its cornerstones? Uh, when the morning stars sang together and all the songs of God and angels shouted for joy. Where were you in this, Job? Mm -hmm. Did you do this? Can you command all these things to happen? Can you command the stars, the moon, the solar system, all its creation to move? Can you command the tides and the wind and the... Aaron, you, I, I cannot imagine standing before that, and I would, ah, oh man, I, oh, I just can't that imagine. That would be so scary. Did he compare them, you know, <laughs> did you create these animals, did you create these beasts, did you create the Leviathan, did you create. Basically, who are you to question who me, are you to question God? Me? Yeah. I am God, and you are not. Yeah. And what Job says, he says, then the Lord said to Job, well, uh, see what, I think, yeah, then, uh, I'm sorry, then Job replied to the Lord, and said, Behold, I am of little importance and con 
Contable, I don't know what that is. Contemptible, see, contemptible. I don't know. I am a little importance. What can I reply to you? I lay my hands on my mouth. I have spoken once, but I will not reply again. Indeed, twice I have answered, and I will not add anything further. Yeah. He says, you're... Yeah, I'm going to shut up. Yeah, I'm going to shut my mouth. Yes. And uh, But, you know, and then... But, you know, as far as going back to Job and look at what had happened, you know, how the devil requested... Satan requested to do this to Job. Yes, he did. God gave him permission to do it. Yes, he did. Now, Peter, Mm -hmm. Christ... Tells Peter, you know, Simon, Simon. Uh, Where is that at? I think I have it marked. It's in Luke. But he says, uh, oh, give me one second. Let me look at I'm, I'm looking. Uh, he says, Simon, Simon, Peter, listen. Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat, like grain. But I have prayed, especially for you, Peter, that your faith and confidence in me may not fail. And you, once you have turned back again, meaning he took a beating, strengthen and support your brothers in the faith, Mm -hmm. which means endurance was built and he was able to establish the church as Christ had planned for him. Mm -hmm. But he, first off, Satan had to request permission to do it. Right. He had, to, he had to get God's permission first. So then if it was allowed, we have a mediator who is seated at the right hand of, the, of God the Father mm-hmm. whenever... Jesus, our high yeah, priest. 40, after he rose from the dead, he, Jesus Jesus died, and, and, you know, and, and three days later he arose from the dead, and then he was there appearing back at different, multiple different times for 40 days, and then he ascended into the heavens in front of his apostles. They watched him go up. The angels were standing there. Mm-hmm. And they, they said, why do you look up? It, 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 Jesus says he's going. He's going to return in the same way he left. Yeah. So he is seated at the right hand of God the Father as our mediator, praying, petitioning on our behalf. So whenever Satan goes and requests to shake you, mm-hmm. To sieve you like wheat, like he did Peter, and it's granted, know that you're going to suffer this for a little while. But you have Jesus Christ, who is seated at the right hand of God. Mm-hmm. It's a petition for us. Petition for you on your behalf. That's right. So you will be restored. You will be built back up, mm-hmm. renewed, refreshed, and stronger than you were before you went through this mm-hmm. in order to further his kingdom for his will and his purpose. That's right. That's what this all boils down to. Yes, it does. That right there. Yep. And that brings me to Romans 5, 3 through 5, which is a good thing to close on. Yeah. Suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given us. Mm -hmm. This is all to grow us. Mm -hmm. The suffering... Although for a short time is to produce character in us, endurance in us, because the life of a Christian, like you were saying earlier when we were talking, is a marathon. Mm. It's not a sprint. 
you know, we are, we're in the long haul and God is the goal. Mm-hmm. Heaven is the goal. We're, we're yeah. not doing all this to receive something here on this earth. We're doing something to receive something that is greater than you can ever imagine in heaven to be with the Lord for mm-hmm. eternity. That's, that's why we choose. Life. That's why we choose the winning team. Everlasting <laughs> life. How could you that's turn right. that down for this world? This world is nothing. <laughs> this world no. is nothing. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's like I said, this is a, it's a marathon. It is. And it's, and it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy being it's a not. Christian. And it's not easy truly. There's going to be things that you don't understand. There's going to be things that happen to you that you don't know why it's happening to you. And when you're in the midst of that, I encourage you to go to the one who created you, to the only one who has the answers to help you with that. We can't come up with these things on our own. Our God's ways are higher than our ways. His mind is greater than our mind. And he wants you to come to him. He wants you to turn to him and talk to him and surrender to him. Invite him into your heart and he will answer you. I promise he will. He says those that call upon his name, he will answer. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's my prayer for y'all mm-hmm. is that you, you go to your father. What we talk about here is in the Bible. But you can find these things just as easily. You can go into the Bible yourself, ask the Lord to show you and reveal some of his hidden treasures that he has Mm -hmm. for you. We are no greater than anybody else. You are his. The same way that I am his and Jeremy is his. We we are his. We want you to have what we have. What he's given us, we want you to have. We're talking about it because we're excited about it. Nothing else matters. It says... In Isaiah, talk about me all day long, you know, mm-hmm. put this on your doorposts, speak mm-hmm. of, of me by the way, tell your children about me, talk about him. He's the most important thing. He is our main subject. He is our God, mm-hmm. the beginning and the end, the first and the last. So we want to share this with y'all. If you are going through suffering, just know you are not going through it alone. This is because of his will that you are going through through this and be thankful in it because I, I promise you on the other side of it, you will be stronger. You will understand if you go to him in it, surrender to him and allow him to reveal himself to you. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. That's right. And his when grace you're, is sufficient. Weak and you have no more strength. He has an infinite amount of it. Let his strength lift you up. That's Stop right. relying on your own. Because you'll never be able to do it by yourself. No, we can't. Never be able to do it by yourself. We're not strong enough. Let him do it. You'll still endure it for a while, but it won't be as hard on you. Promise. Mm -hmm. Well, let's wrap it up. Let's do it. Let's let's have a prayer, and uh, then we'll start back up again tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. We'll tackle some other things. Yes. All right. Go ahead. Heavenly Father, we are thankful that we are gathered here this day, Lord. You say that when two or more are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of them. Lord, we pray and ask that this helps somebody this day, Lord. If somebody heard this, 
And then it stirred the spirit inside of him, Lord. Then it ignited that coal that's been covered in ash. Then it burst into a small flame, Lord, looking to grow into a great big bonfire. So we pray that you watch over everyone, Lord, all our listeners, that you protect them, Lord, that you protect us, that your will be done here on earth that it is in heaven, Lord. We are grateful for this day and we are grateful for this time that we have got to speak of you, Lord, and share with others. Let it affect their hearts, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Hey, and uh, we were going to go, but uh, this next time, do we have a topic we're going to talk about? Uh, to I have a couple of ideas. I have a couple of ideas. Um, I really want to talk to people about praying with their children. Mm. It is one of That's the most important one. things that we can do is to take your children's hand, take Jesus's hand, and mm. put them together. Amen. So that is probably what we're going to be talking about in the next podcast. So stay tuned. And we can't wait to talk to y'all. We love y'all. But remember, Jesus loves y'all more than anybody (laughs) else could. He is is your God, your Savior. Y'all have an awesome day. We love y'all. Yeah, we love y'all. Y'all have a good one. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.